G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz. This is episode number 67 of the Outback Mind podcast. Thank you much, uh, Lee, for joining in, guys. Really appreciate uh, your support, episode 67. Uh, Lachlan Stewart is our special guest today. Now, a lot of us have uh, turned to drugs and alcohol to sort of escape. Uh, and, you know, when we, when we sort of feel uh, lost, it's, it's an easy option to, to go to that. I believe that, you know, that alcohol and drugs are really disconnecting, disconnecting us from our soul. And it's easy to, to go and have a few beers. You know, I, I still occasionally do, but I know that uh, my liver makes me pay for it if I do that. And um, there's, there's signs that we, we, we quite often ignore. Now, Lockie um, uh, hit the wall quite a few years ago. Um, he was a professional athlete and... Basically, things didn't turn out the way that they were meant to or the way he would have liked. So he, um, he uh, sort of went backwards before coming forwards. And now he's become one of the best uh, men's performance coaches in Australia and also sort of consults to other guys around the world. Um, he's really big on the four pillars of well-being, which he believes are movement, momentum, meaning and mateship, um, which are you know, really... Uh, important to us all um, as, as men and individuals to be able to you know, get those sort of um, those things uh, active in our lives and, and working for us. Um, so Lockie's got a, a really interesting story to tell, lots of advice and wisdom. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the guys he's worked with and some of the challenges and so forth that I'm sure many of you will be able to relate to as well. Um, and yeah, he's He's a, you know, a very, very forward-thinking, uh, charismatic young man that, um, that is doing what he can to try and change, uh, change mankind and, and reshape the way that we sort of see men's well-being and men's health in general. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy this conversation. I uh, just want to make special mention to our primary partners, Green Nutritionals, who make green organic superfoods, which are really beneficial for our physical and mental health. Uh, please check them out, greennutritionals.com.au. Also, Pure Life uh, Organic Bakery. So these guys make organic sprouted breads, which are available all around Australia. Um, when our digestion works well, our mental health works better, and, and bread in its essence is hard to digest, but when it's sprouted and it's organic, um, it digests a lot better. So I really encourage you to check them out, uh, purelifebakery.com.au. Alrighty, let's get Lockie on. I'm sure you're going to enjoy uh, our conversation. Lachlan Stewart, welcome to the Outback Mind podcast. G'day, Aaron. How you going, mate? Good. Thanks very much for joining me, brother. Um, I said in the introduction, and I think we're going to have a pretty, uh, pretty uh, insightful conversation here about uh, all things uh, being a man and, and, and men's stuff and all the things that are going on with regards to looking after our physical and mental health these days, mate, and being really, uh, you know... I'm impressed with your own journey and what you've been through and what you've been able to, to achieve sort of working with guys over the years, mate. But um, I'm sure, you know, lots will learn a lot from this conversation uh, with regards to your own um, uh, experience, but also your own knowledge and, and advice to be able to help guys, you know, to break habits and, and move forward. So I really appreciate you being along uh, here with me, mate, for sure. Well, I, I appreciate and respect everything you're doing and I, 
Uh, I'm truly grateful to, to be on here, mate. It's uh, always good having conversations with men who are, or men like yourself who are just, you know, are interested in learning and sharing experiences. That's, I love doing that. Yeah. I, it's the greatest conversations going. That's it, because I just think we, we just get so fucked up with, um, with, what hap- <laughs> with, 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 with what happens. We're sort of programmed to, you know, to be this and be that and uh, we come into adult life and we, we sort of get lost and then we, uh, you know, we, we, we hopefully come out the other end but a lot of people don't, mate. And, uh, yeah, I just think a lot of us get to our early 20s, mid-20s and think, what the fuck was that all about, you know? But uh, um, uh, at the same time, you know, us chat- chatting about this sort of stuff can help a lot of people that are in that situation, uh, whether they be of that, that age or beyond. And, um yeah, many of us sort of, you know, lose alignment with our true selves and what, what we really want to do uh, as humans and uh, we get sucked into the matrix of um, you know, living a life which isn't purely aligned with what we want to do. No, you, you're bang on there. Like, we all fall into that trap of feeling that we need to be successful and what we, uh, you know, the, the dream that many of us are sold is success comes with money, nice cars, good-looking women and all that sort of stuff and... Often, in order to do that, we have to sacrifice parts of who we are. Um, that's what I found for myself. Is uh, you know, I, I got to a point, much like you're saying, where you're in that mid mid to early twenties, and you're sitting there going, "What the fuck is going on?" I thought life was supposed to be amazing at this age, but here I am, lost, confused, and really unhappy with how everything's going. And that's when you, know, you start looking to to run away, or well, I'd already been running, but. <laughs> You're looking for, for ways to numb what's really going on. Yeah, that's it. So what happened to you, mate? You you got into uh, sport pretty much at a high level, didn't you? And uh, started to work in, in that professionally, I suppose, which is probably a lot of our, our dreams uh, as young fellows to be able to do what we what we think we love uh, to, to, to make a living. What were you doing? You were playing rugby. Yeah, I was playing rugby, but um, yeah, all through school I was... Uh a uh, track athlete and I was getting bullied because I, I went to a rugby school I went to uh, Toowoomba Grammar School in, in Queensland there and uh, while running was awesome at the GPS sort of stuff rugby was obviously the, the main sport and not wanting to be bullied I decided I wanted to be a rugby player as well and managed to make that happen but what happened you know I experienced over the years was I became someone that I wasn't just trying trying to fit in and I wondered why you know all the success that I was having and uh, everything that I thought I should have been doing to achieve an incredible life I still felt empty and, and confused and really unhappy so um that led to me you know doing what I, I see a lot of athletes do actually where they you look at the rugby league boys now and they're always doing dumb things that you know you just sit there and shake your head and go why would you do that like it doesn't make sense but a lot of these guys or i'm speaking from my own experience we're just we're still feeling unfulfilled we feel like we should have this inner peace because we've achieved a level of success that we've been striving for for a long time and Mm. um you know that led me to seeking that in other ways and i was uh, you know um recreational drug use um womanizing cheating on my on my partner all these things that i thought would make me feel significant, make me feel valued, actually just obviously put me in a deeper hole to a point where I'd lost everything. You know, I um, lost a six-year relationship uh, and I thought the way that I could, you know, resurrect my life and get back on track was going to play rugby in France. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, I got home one night after a big bender and I just sent my rugby CV out to 
as many clubs as I could across Europe because I was, I was just trying to run. You know, I was sick of running with alcohol. I was sick of trying to mm. escape through through that way. And I just thought if I got away, I could start fresh. And the unfortunate thing, Aaron, was I got over overseas and after about three months, I was lonely. I couldn't speak French. And I still had all the insecurities and, and low self-esteem and everything else uh, with me. So it was scary. And I did exactly what I'd been doing for the last 20 22 years and uh, ran away again and ended up back in Australia. Mm. Um, and that, that's when I really hit it hard because I thought I can't even succeed at something I've dedicated a lot of my life to, which has been an athlete. I'm a complete fuck up. And mm. I just, you know, was surrounded by a whole heap of people who were acting in similar ways. And I'm not saying they're bad people. We just all did the same thing, right? We're a product of our environment. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there was a, a, I got in a fight in 2013 and that was sort of that wake-up moment when I got arrested and I was sitting there just thinking to myself, like, this is not how my life's supposed to be turning out. Like, I, I, I expect so much better of myself and I always thought I was going to be doing so much better and uh, that was when I made a decision to leave. I was in Toowoomba at that point and uh, moved to Toowoomba and, yeah, that was sort of the catalyst for what, what set me on a on a journey of personal development and reshaping who I was as an individual. Mate, um, like there wouldn't have been any real support from the system that you're working in. Did anyone ask you, you know, why you're behaving like this? Mate, nothing. Because it, it's, it's so common, right? Everyone's doing the same thing. You literally... I still remember looking around me and thinking, you know, when I would cheat on my missus, and the next morning, one of your mates had done the same, cheated on his missus. So you're not, no one's calling you out on doing dumb shit. Mm. The, the boys are getting in blues as well. So no one's call, you never called out on that and you don't ever, you know, I, I just got to a point and I know a lot of people, depending on their environments, may feel like this, but it's like, there's no other way out. Like you don't get to, to hang out with people who think differently or, people who are generally more successful, whether it's financially or in relationships or as parents, they don't want to hang out with people who are acting how I was acting. Mm. Mm. So it made it really hard for me to, uh, or, you know, I made it hard on myself, sorry, uh, to, to really change things. And I just thought, well, maybe this is it. This is, this is who I am and I can't change things. And I know that was a really poor mindset at the time, but that's you know that's where I was sitting for a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mate. It's so so common. It's so common. Like there needs to be a a, a code uh, for men to be able to observe this in other people and be brave enough to say to them, "Hey, well, I see what's going on here with you. What can we do to try? What can I do to try and help? You know, support you." And the average person would say, "I'll go and get you know fucked for 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 actually asking because they're too." The two mixed up within themselves to actually like confront themselves or have someone confront them, but um, uh, yeah, mate, I, I just think there's there, there, there needs to be a real roadmap from a guy from eighteen to twenty five because the, the the brain's still developing, um, you know, so people can actually sort of see what they what they can experience and when they or what they what what they can experience, but when they hit adversity, how to deal with it, you know, so. You are going to the booze, you are going to the drugs, you are going to the sex, all that sort of stuff to try and mask insecurity underneath you. Would you agree? Definitely agree, mate. Because that's, that's you know, I, I'd imagine maybe you'd be able to relate to this, Aaron, but that's all you see. Like, when I grew up, I saw my dad drink. Like, they just yeah. had drinking culture. Yeah. Um, you, you sort of, when you're watching footy on the TV growing up, it's always about bring back the beer if you love that. Like, 
that's how we resolve stuff. That's how we deal with stuff, and it's it's clearly not working. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, mate, absolutely not. But you know, dad learned from his dad. We learned from his dad from his dad. Now, I, I, I quite often talk about this podcast on this podcast, Lockie, that you know, we're victims of trauma somewhere along the line. Like one of our ancestors or someone's gone to war, and that's been passed down. And, and booze has been a really easy way for them to cope with that. You know, so the culture there is always there to, to mask stuff and that's got passed on to grandfather, to dad, to you and you just think that's normal. But, you know, we don't really understand our potential as men and as humans. We've got so much capacity within ourselves to be able to feel good and thrive and, and when you're living more from your heart space then the right things open up. But when you're moving uh, into a life of ego and, and living from that space and materialism and and wanting to, to, to be something, then all of a sudden you, you're missing out on, on the gifts that life actually uh, provide, which, which are provided for us. And um, we, we just have these expectations um, you know, from our fathers and, and so forth on what life's meant to be. And you know, I, I grew up around the booze circle as well, mate. Um, and although my dad wasn't like a real, real big drink, it was always there, always there. Every night it was, it was there. And, um, you know, I, I went into adult life and... I got into it and, you know, lost licenses and did all that sort of stuff. And no one ever asked me, you know, why are you behaving like this? You know, we'll, we'll take your license off you because you've drank and drove and do all these sorts of things and punish you, but we won't actually give you any compassion and, and understanding to see why you're behaving this way so you can move away from it. Could agree more, mate. It's that, 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 that communication, as you touched on, such a powerful thing. And I think even, you know, one being able to ask and you know this is where you you mentioned that 18 to sort of 25 year old age group really need some leaders to to follow or a roadmap and that's where we can step up and 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 really break the cycle and you know have those conversations ask better questions but even one of the the most common things i see aaron is a lot of blokes just say i don't know i don't know like that's that's mm. just as you know that's escapism in itself like you turn to the bottle because you don't want to have to face your current reality or, or give yourself a response because sometimes it is fucking hard to admit where you're at, right? It's, there's, there's been a lot of stuff. I can imagine you would have been through similar things, Aaron, where you've had to face stuff about yourself or actions that you've done where it's, it's, you don't want to accept it. You want to run away from it, but that's, that's what's in front of you. That's the choice that you made and the outcome that it's led to. And mm. I think when you can face it and own it, that's when we can move through it. So I, I always, you know, if I even catch myself saying, I don't know, I just know I'm being a lazy bastard. It's like, mm. if I was to know, what would I, what would it be? So I can start providing an opportunity to solve something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, suppress it. Like, let's look at how you can suppress it. You can, you can uh, be at five o'clock at night and you can say, oh, I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to go for a run. Uh, the run will, 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 is a better option, but still you may be suppressing it without actually dealing with it and um, looking at what it is that's actually causing you conflict and then being able to uh, provide or sort of uh, look at a pathway on how you might be able to make those changes, you know. And I've always sort of said, Lockie, like I, I went through a journey of um, you know, going through those poor lifestyle behaviours into fitness and that, and really the stress I was getting from work, I was going to the gym and I was just putting more stress on top of the stress, you know because I wasn't really brave yep. enough to actually understand and, and deal with what was going on underneath um, and look at that more practically, practically so I could live more, you know, heart-centered and actually more freely. But I just think we, we, we continually 
continually like uh, self sabotage by not really dealing with our uh, our issues. Would you agree? Yep, hundred percent agree. And that, that's exactly it. There's so many ways to to run away, but at the end of the day, we need to, as you said, with that that hard center. It's like no one really knows what's going on inside your mind like you do. Mm. So, you know, you can, that's what the, one of the reasons why I love what you're doing with just having genuine conversations. And I love even just listening because there might be something that you say that I go, geez, that explains exactly what I've been trying to articulate for such a long time. And if we can actually, you know, um, just practice verbalizing things or even writing them down, even if you fuck up and it, it, you go, oh, that's not what I actually meant, or that's not how I meant to say it. You've just allowed yourself the opportunity for feedback, right? To, mm. to go, okay, well, if that's not what you actually meant, then how would you reword it, or how would you say it differently? Because a lot, none of us are perfect. None of us have gone to school and learned how to understand our emotions, how to understand our minds, and, and really connect with our, whether you want to call it intuition or, or whatever. But a lot of us have a greater understanding of what's going on and what we want than we realize. We're just afraid to make decisions. Mm. I think, you know, I've been in a position where I've been very fearful of what if I make the wrong decision? What if, you know, I, I you know, ultimately fail because I'm, I'm sick of failing. I'm sick of people looking down on me and I just don't think I can hack it anymore. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, mate. Oh, we, we've, we've all, all been there. Oh, I guess, Lockie, the, the turning point for me was... Um, learning meditation uh because i was into the gym and I, on the outside i looked great you know people saying geez you can run so quick you can jump so high you can do so many chin-ups and you can lift so much and all that but at the same time um being still was so hard you know i couldn't be still because that made me feel vulnerable and i didn't want to be vulnerable i needed to look um tough on the outside um to cover up all, all, all the weaknesses uh, underneath that so so yeah, that, that's where things sort of change for me. And it's still a daily process, you know. I, I move the body, I do meditation, these are, these are the things. But the mind will always continue to take over. But when the truth comes, it actually comes from your heart. And your heart will always tell you what's right. Because when you divert from that, you'll always keep coming back to that heart, uh, heart space. And, you know, a lot of people have said to me, like, alcohol disconnects you from your soul, um, uh, all those sorts of things. So when you... When you get back into balance again, we have all these energy systems in our body. Um, if you can be in tune with those energy systems and get them working for you properly, then all of a sudden your awareness starts to um, kick in, you're, you're more calm, your heart's not working as hard, you're, um, you're quite a balanced individual. And then people really want you to be peaceful because if you're peaceful, that makes them feel at ease. And then if you're feeling at ease and that's that's infectious i really believe that and you know we're, we're not so much like that as guys we're, we're very much in the mind and in the ego and um once we can be vulnerable and move out of that i think it can really help us uh, help us and also our, our mental health couldn't agree more could not agree more and we're yeah we are definitely more logical minded we want to find a problem solve it or how do we get from a to b but within going from a to b there's a lot of emotional stuff that goes on and if we can as you mentioned if we can step into it and learn to be vulnerable and learn to feel what we're feeling and, and talk about it like it makes the whole process that's the journey right like that's what we we i think back to when i was playing footy and all that sort of stuff like the goal for so long was to be professional right mm. 
And you, you forget about all the stuff in between because you're just so focused on that end goal, right? The logical, oh, if I do this, I'll get there, rather than actually just appreciating the, the extra training sessions, the setbacks, the conversations with, you know, your colleagues and all that sort of stuff. Like, that's what you... I look back on now with fond memories and I go, geez, I wish I had the emotional intelligence I have now back then because it, I would have been a lot more satisfied. I would have been a lot more fulfilled because... I wouldn't have been continually looking forward. I would have just been happy with where I was at. Yeah, that's right. Well, that, that's, that's it, mate. The mind will always be in anticipation. What's next? What's next? And I know when I was sort of like into the fitness stuff, I got into running and running sort of was always about the time and getting there quicker so you could show other people what you'd done. And um, mm. once you lose that attachment, then all of a sudden you start to become more uh, in joy with what you're doing. Um, and, and we've actually been, as men, I believe, so distracted from actually enjoying uh, what we do or actually liking ourselves. Definitely. It's, yeah, it, I'm, whether that's, a, you know, as you mentioned, you, we've adopted that belief from, you know, the stereotypes of what it is to be a man, to be the protector and provider and, We've seen our, our dads and our granddads before that. They don't show emotion. They're, they're out working long hours. And even now, Aaron, with that, you know, a lot of people, if you, I, I'm, I spend a fair bit of time on social media and it's all about hustling. Like, how hard are you hustling? And it's like, well, hustling for me isn't satisfying. Like, I don't get a lot of enjoyment out of that. I, I love working, but I also love having, you know, a good balance in life where I actually get to exercise daily, spend time with my fiance catch up with my mates like I don't want to work 70 hour weeks every week because you see how quickly life can end and it's mm. um you know it is it is short it's cliche to say that but it's like what are we doing to maximize the day and what what beliefs have we adopted that are maybe holding us back from really feeling that fulfillment and and enjoyment that we're here to to seek or we're all working towards mm. oh yeah, absolutely mate uh, yeah we we I just think um I'd like to hear your your opinion on, on coaching. So when someone comes to you for, for advice, usually they're not having the conversations that we're, we're having. They're coming from a long way back. How, how do you approach that? How, what was that last bit, Joe? So, so when, when, we're, when, 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 when you're sort of getting someone coming to you looking for help, they're usually coming from a, a long way back uh, with regards to you know, understanding who they are, they've probably got a bit of an ego and they're sort of, they're, they're acting confident, yeah. but really you know underneath that they're not. How do you how yep. do you help them understand what's going on for them and be able to map out a, a pathway for them? Yeah, great question. I think it's the same, I think all of us, it's like the only one who, it's giving credit back to the blokes. Like I think they know more about what's really going on and what they want than they're leading on. It's, but it's just learning to sit in that, that, that feeling right so for me it's, it's always sitting down with them and uh going through a process but providing a space where they actually feel they can drop the ego they can drop everything and just talk honestly and you know i i know i'm not the perfect fit to work with everyone or offer and you know offer advice it's it's more so if i feel like i'd have a beer with someone then i'll, I'll work with them and, and vice versa i want people to feel like they can actually let the guard down and be honest with me because that's that's how you get progress that's how you get results mm. um so for me i try to try to create that space and get them talking and 
more often than not, you can, I reckon I've got a good bullshit radar and you can see through people who are actually being genuine and people who are just saying what they think you want them, you know, what they want you to hear. Yeah. Um, and it's just, just calling people on that. Like, it's just keeping, keeping things really blunt, but it's more so you know, what's been going on, where do you want to get to, why hasn't it happened? And, you know, from that, it's just question game and I listen. It's not about me. It's about the blokes blokes talking. And if they're going to keep dropping, I don't know, I don't know, then mm. maybe they're not ready yet. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Why hasn't it happened? Like, you know, four or five really uh, pivotal words. So people like, you know, guys will, will go around and around and around in circles all their life and then get to the end and think, shit, I never really did what I wanted to do because maybe I wasn't brave enough to, to step into it or... I never really had the confidence to do so and I always I always say you know we're, we're educated to support the economy we weren't really educated to understand ourselves uh, and understand uh, what it is that it makes that makes us you know innately happy and and when we're in that mindset or in that in that feeling I think everything else takes care of itself definitely I couldn't agree more it's like yeah the I think just taking ownership of, of everything in our life, you know, I, there's a great quote I heard or read a while back and it's we're 50% of the problem, but we can be 100% of the solution. Mm. And that's just cu- coming at it from that mindset that, you know, whatever's going on, whether it's a poor relationship, poor health or whatever, yeah, there may be things, external factors that are uh, causing it not to go to plan, but if we keep looking at that and allowing that for us as a reason why we're not getting the results we want, we're going to stay there. So um, taking ownership for our life and one of the biggest things for me and the, the most important things that I learned was like most of the majority of the struggles I had was internally, but with, with my own uh, mind, my insecurities, not understanding my emotions, being aggressive, things like that. So I got to work on that and being able to have access to men from, you know, one of the goals that I wanted, Aaron, back in 2014 was to just be able to have conversations with blokes from all walks of life who were successful in business, were successful parents, were successful um, with their health, you know, from a a range of areas that were successful and they were prepared to sit down with me and just tell me what it's like, the good, the bad and everything in between. Mm. Because a lot of us sit back there and I, I still do it to this day and go, I feel like I'm the only one who thinks like this. And then you hear a podcast or you have a conversation with someone and they're talking about the same thing. You go, oh, I'm not the only one. <laughs> and now I can pick their brain around how I can grow through this. And once again, that's that taking ownership. If, if you're feeling stuck, start listening to more podcasts. Start having conversations with people who are open about you know what's going on in their life because they might say that one thing and it might not even be as profound as you're expecting. It might be something very simple that completely changes your life. Mm. Mm. Oh, absolutely, mate. But, but see, I guess as men, we've got this mask or we've got this like wall over the, over the top of us that, that, that nothing sort of breaks through, uh, that we're, we're really uh, not open to, um, to, 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 to change. But I guess the conversations you're having with yourself at night on, on what really matters are the ones that... Um, uh, that are most important that's really the the soul speaking that's your your heart speaking and being able to like live more from that space so when there is a comment made you are open to it rather than being closed off and 
you know, I, I see guys, you know, I run a men's circle here and uh, you know, still guys in their 60s and that that are just still, still really, um, you know, they, they find it confronting when they're challenged or they're, they're, uh, they're still not open to change. I know the little boy underneath sort of saying it's time, but they're sort of finding it tricky to be able to really step into that wholeheartedly. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's for me it's sad to see that. Like I look at my dad's generation and um, people who are you know and at all walks of life, and it it breaks my heart to see that men are just carrying such a heavy weight that they don't even realise it, and you know some beliefs that they have are keeping them stuck. It's breaking their relationships down. It's ruining them financially. It's just mentally just absolutely crippling them, and. Mm. Knowing what I now know and having had the, the growth that I've had, I, I truly believe that it's possible for anyone to change any element of their life or any area of their life. But once again, there are so many people who are stuck in their ways and I can definitely empathise with that because as I mentioned earlier, when I, I saw everyone doing the same poor or making the same poor choices that I was making with the cheating and the violence and the lying and the manipulating, mm. you just start to believe that that's the only way there is to live and anyone else who is doing different things has either been, you know, they've inherited money or they've been fed with a golden spoon and you start making these bullshit excuses up to sort of justify why you're stuck. Mm, mm, that's true. Is that still going on, mate, the cheating and all that sort of stuff? Like, not with you, but, like, is it still pretty common, do you, do you find, in uh, in guys? Uh, is that is that something that's... that's uh, Obviously, it's been going on forever, but is it still pretty pretty common these days? What are the main the main um, hurdles that, that you find people that you're seeing it coming coming across? But it's it's not so much cheating actually, which is a good thing. Like we've got a, a number of blokes within our community that are going through divorces and they've been cheated on, which is mm. you know often you hear it's the other way around the blokes doing the cheating. So. Mm. Um, that's that's you know sad for them, but what it, it's highlighting, what a lot of the stuff highlights, the addiction and everything else is just low self worth and, and a poor emotional intelligence. Like these blokes have done what most of us do, where it's they go to school, get good grades, get a good job, and they start thriving. But because they're so focused on that career success, they lose themselves in the process, and they yeah. lose the ability to build confidence, to build great relationships. So when they get to an age where they can slow down a little bit at work and they've got money to live a good lifestyle, they don't have anyone to share it with. Yeah. They don't have a good relationship with their partner or they don't know how to communicate what they feel. Or And, they, and you know, the dad bods are a raging theme as well. So all of these other areas of their life that are equally, or I believe are equally as important, have been left behind and it's it's often they feel it's too hard to start again because they're in such a position of power that, as you mentioned, that ego is there that I can't go back to the beginning and, and learn how to communicate properly or get in touch with my emotions because that's scary. Mm. Oh, mate, absolutely it is. Uh, we're, we've just been uh, um, like told to, to keep that down. I think it's changing, but it's still got a long way to go, you know, and... Yeah, a key word is low emotional intelligence, and, and I see it in, in, in business people, I see it in sports people, um, people that, 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 that most, most would think are doing well, but really, yeah, they're, they're unconscious uh, in, in many ways, and um, I just think we've got a responsibility uh, to be able to you know, keep, 
keep our consciousness high so others can actually you know do the same and um the 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 letters ddc are, are relevant dumb die silent compliant and if you can be in that mindset then um then then you're controlled you'll consume you'll do all these things you'll you'll go to things like sex and booze and drugs and that because yeah. your emotional intelligence isn't there and your, your awareness um isn't uh isn't at a high level would you agree Definitely agree. Can you repeat that last bit? Sorry, just cut out there. Uh, you, you, your emotional intelligence isn't uh, isn't that high uh, when when you know you're doing all the things that society or the breadcrumbs of society that's 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 that society's laid out for you. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a shame that we aren't taught this sort of stuff earlier because you, we all have you know physical well being, physical health, and we all have mental and emotional health. But when do we ever receive education or tools and strategies on how to manage that it's just straight away you know if people are unhealthy let's get them on a diet rather than teaching them how to eat properly or teaching them how to move their body same with mental health a lot of the time um with a lot of the 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 support that i've seen it's straight on on medication it's like well you didn't ask me how i'm sleeping you didn't ask me um, if there's any stress going on in my life, you didn't ask me any lifestyle factors which could be contributing to that or um, I've never been sat down and taught how to sit with sadness or sit with anger or even happiness and understand what that is. What are, you know, how do I manage it? How do I understand it? How do I uh, influence it? All these things that uh, are extremely important in that area. Yeah, yeah, the, the higher levels of consciousness. And... Um well, what, what, what it is, you know, Lockie, like, we have, uh, yeah, you, you're right, like, the, 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 like, let's just say the medical system or that particular model, I believe, is redundant in many ways. It's, it's not getting to the, the cause of the issue, it's just masking the issue, uh, and, you know, so will the booze and so will the sex and all that. But if you go to a GP and say, I'm not doing too well, I'm suffering with, um, with anxiety or depression or whatever, you know, most of the time you will get uh, a chemical enhancement. But really, that's uh, that's that's you know, work out why it is you're behaving or why you're feeling like this, and and look at the undercurrent there and be able to build you from there back up. And I just think that's such such a smarter solution. But getting back to emotional intelligence, if we are emotionally intelligent enough to be able to sort of look at it and say, well. Maybe I don't need to go down that road. Maybe I can actually like manage this myself if I'm if I'm brave enough to to look at why uh, this is happening. Maybe my body's trying to teach me something. You know, I'm I'm anxious because there's something not quite right, or I'm depressed because there's something not right quite right in my body, and then start to explore, you know, how that can be uh, how that can be corrected. Would Would you agree? Definitely agree, and I think that falls back to just it's that ownership perspective like every emotion is telling us something when you feel you know if you watch the uh i was watching the football this morning the euros in england versus uh italy and when england scored in the second minute i was beyond excited and just that that simple thing changed my state and obviously having the emotional intelligence that i have now the reasons why i was excited because the team that i wanted to win scored really early and it gave them a lead and, you know, in goal, uh, soccer goals don't come around that often. So, you know, that mood and emotion was happening. And it's like a lot of people, you know, if anyone listening, if you were to win the million-dollar uh, Powerball or whatever it is, you know, 99% of people's state would change and they'd be excited and the happiest people in the world. And 
if they were to sit down and go, okay, well, why, why is this happening? Well, one, I just want a lot of money. Two, now financially I'm not going to be stressed and various other things. You can start putting, you know, building a, a canvas that you can draw, connect the dots to go, okay, well, when I'm not feeling excited, what would the opposite of excitement be for me? And it might be stress or anxiousness or um, sadness or whatever it is. Then you can go back to your... your um, piece of paper that has all these other things that made you excited and you go okay well when I won the money that time I wasn't financially stressed am I currently financially stressed yes that's one of the reasons why I could be anxious so then you can start going down that pathway of going okay well how can I manage my financial uh, stress and expectations differently and you can start piecing together all these things that are uh, causing positive or empowering emotions in your life or equally as much the things that are causing negative and disempowering and then moving forward with your life the goal is how do i on a day-to-day basis produce more things that are empowering and positive than the ones that are disempowering and negative granted that you're never going to have a clean slate that's not possible life's going to continually throw stuff at you and it's going to continue to challenge you but you want to be able to focus on producing more of those empowering and and positive things as, as i mentioned yeah that's that's really well said mate when you're sort of faced with a moment or a decision, is this going to empower me or is this going to disempower me? You know, that, that's, a, that's a really good way of, of putting it. And, yeah, you, you, the old Tats Lotto scenario, mum and dad bought one every week, you know, and then it went to Wednesday night and they bought a Wednesday night one. But I think all life's, all, all life's problems are going to be solved by getting money. Well, I don't think that's, that's entirely true. That's, that's a bit of a, a, a furphy. <laughs> um, we, we just yeah. don't sort of see it that way. You know, we think... We think that things are going to be uh, better if we get this, but once we get something, then it doesn't actually really uh, get us back to uh, to happiness again. Well, it's as I say, though, people trying to hit home runs, and whether it's financially in a relationship, or you know, another example could be uh, you have a have a Barney with your partner, and you just think buying them some flowers or something's going to make up for it, and you you know, you might have hurt that had their feelings broken, their trust or something like that. And it requires a lot more work than that. And anything that requires work, we try to find the shortcut. Mm. Most people do. Yeah. But we also know shortcuts aren't sustainable. So it's then thinking about, okay, what's something that I believe I can commit to to just raise my standards as an individual, as a man, so that I, you know, am more aware next time I could put myself in this situation. But I also know that it's not just going to be a one-off act of kindness to, to try and get myself out of the bad books, but more so that this is just how I choose to treat uh, my partner based on expectations and the standards that I want for the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. If it's in a relationship with a female or it's a male or it's a friend or a family member or whatever, I just believe, like, I quite often talk about the high levels of conscious being compassion, kindness, gratitude, if you can show that, then that comes back to you. But if you're acting in a in a uh, uh, you know a state of fear, guilt, or shame, then you will get some some compassion from the other individual. But you also need to be able to to move through that yourself. And I just think society's trying to keep us in that fear, shameful, guilty state consistently. But if you're emotionally intelligent enough and being able to to work on that every day as as part of your well-being plan, then you can. You can make that part of your life. It becomes part of your your routine and, and your, your your habits, I guess. 
Yeah, well, the amount of people that are watching the news or scrolling through social media and they're consuming content that or information that doesn't make, as you said, it makes you live in fear or with guilt or shame. It's like, well, if you're emotionally aware, you would minimise the time that you're consuming that sort of content. Think of it as like um, mind nutrition, right? We, we know what nutrition for our physical health is good. You, you know, you stay away from your fast foods, eat stuff that's grown from the ground, etc. and you're generally going to have, have more energy and look, you know, look healthier. The same is with, with your mind. What are you fueling your brain with? Mm. Is, it, is it shit content that just makes you feel depressed and overwhelmed and anxious, or are you consuming content that makes you feel uplifted um, and empowered? Mm, that's true. Absolutely, yes. It's a very, very beautiful, beautiful way of putting it at, at, at the end of the day. Yeah, we, we have its consumption, uh, isn't it? Whether it's through a physical form, uh, through food or whatever, or it's, uh, it's through uh, the intellect um, uh, and being able to come into our system that way. So, yeah, that's, that's really well said. And it's the same as in the workplace. If you're, you're in a workplace that's toxic or you're in, a, you're a, in an organisation that's toxic, you're, you're absorbing that as well. Um, and although it's you know not getting absorbed into the body like food is, it's actually getting absorbed absorbed into your being. And um, to be able to sort of nourish yourself with the with the positive stuff that's actually going to give you growth rather than take the growth the other way, I guess is really important. Definitely, definitely. So just the simplest thing for anyone is like if you've ever watched a motivation clip on YouTube, or you've watched you know a sport or something that you you enjoy watching and then you feel motivated to go out on the golf course or footy field or whatever it is, it's like, okay, well, that there shows how the influence of content can change your state. Mm. So first thing I do in the morning is, is read or watch, uh, listen to a podcast of something that's going to uh, challenge my thoughts but also grow, grow myself because then I feel empowered because I'm like, oh, cool, I've already learned something for the day. Mm. I want to go share it with someone now. Mm, that's true. Absolutely, you've got you've got the ability to be able to do that, mate. You know, you can you can wake up and feel a bit flat, but if you do things that actually give you nourishment, whether that be through the mind or through the body or whatever, um, that's going to help uh, get things back into balance again. I just think we're we're we're, we're quite lazy. We'll go straight to the coffee machine, or we'll go straight to watch the the morning news or, or something, which is not going to give us physical nourishment or, or mental nourishment at the same time. Exactly. Could not agree more. And the news, uh, Koshi, will, will tell you all the stuff that's going to make you feel bad. So when they whack an add-on, uh, you can go and buy what they want you to buy. But if you're smart enough and you're emotionally intelligent enough just to see how you are on a daily basis, and, and I believe that the, the day after starts the night before. So what you're putting in your body the night before What's, uh, what you're doing to, to wind down can have a tremendous impact on the way that you, uh, you approach the following day. Definitely. If you, if you aren't aware of how foods make you feel, and I don't just mean instantly because I love a Big Mac and stuff like that. That makes make me feel great in the moment, but you know, 30 minutes later I'm hungry again and I feel like crap. Mm. And there's, there's so many foods and things out there that, in the short term make you feel great but then long term and by long term i could mean two hours later they aren't great for your your energy your mood your emotion all that sort of stuff and Mm. but people just stay in those habits and obviously there's a a number of reasons why it might be quick and easy it might be financially more viable for certain people but that's where we need to start making 
decisions with the future in mind around, okay, well, how do I want to be as an individual in five years' time? What kind of relationships? What, what do I want my bank account to look like? How do I want my health to be? What do I want my relationships to be like? Because in order to get there, in order, any, any growth requires sacrifice, Aaron. So you then need to work out what are the important steps you need to take in order to get to that next, that next level and what are you prepared to sacrifice you know, to, to get extra time to be able to, to grow. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's so important, mate, because, yeah, we, we can just keep swimming around in the, in the pool without getting anywhere. But I guess if you've got the mindset of, like, every, every day, oh, I believe you've got an opportunity to, to live a day you've never lived before. So every day can, can have new creation for you, if you like, and you're going to experience things that you've never seen before. You're going to walk out the door, you're going to see behaviours you've never seen before, you're going to see... Uh, you know the the world flowing differently than what it has before and all that and if you can be optimistic with regards to that and, and sort of see daily life as a gift then it actually like helps you calm down and you you go into more of a calm relaxed state which is our, our, our you know the way we're meant to be but i i just think if you yeah have a bit of a uh, a plan on what you want to do and be able to create that for for yourself or co-create it with a partner then all of a sudden that, that will, will come to life Definitely. It was one of the best things I ever did was start um, thinking thinking forward. And a lot of people go, oh, what if, you know, what if things change? And well, the easiest thing to say, respond to that is things will change. But if you give yourself a bit of uh, direction, you know, it's like when you set, I'm in Brisbane at the moment. If I set my GPS to the Gold Coast, more often than not, there's going to be some form of roadwork, right, which is what we would call an obstacle. So... What do you do when you reach an obstacle? You either get help to get around it, which might be the, you know, the road workers, or you you think to yourself and go, right, I might take a turn early and, and take a detour around the road work so I can get back on track, but I'm still going to the Gold Coast. Yeah, that's and right. The same goes for, and if you don't, if you decide the weather, you know, a rain, bit of rain's coming and you don't want to go to the Gold Coast, you turn off the off the highway and do a UE and go back. Yeah. So there's when we when we have those. Uh, the direction that we want to go to, we're going to figure two things out. One, we're going to figure out what we do like and what we don't like. And from finding that out, we can then reassess our decisions and what we're working towards and then realign them with the new information that we have to get close to what we want. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, that, that, that's true. You have, you have uh, a goal and you might be diverted away from that goal consistently. But um, if you are... If you're determined enough to, to get there, then eventually things will come back into alignment and, um, and, and, and you'll achieve what you want to achieve. I, I know like fitness taught me a lot, Lockie. I could have taken the easy way sometimes, but I always went the hard way because the hard way was providing opportunity for growth. Um, yep. You know, you might be, be going on a run and, and you can go left and it'll be a shortcut or you can go right the long way and up a hill and back over. Uh, that that will give you growth, but if you go the short way, then your mind becomes a little bit more um, numb, and then you just that that becomes a, like a life habit. I think uh, after a while, so to be able to give yourself those little challenges, I think it's really important to um, to actually like see each uh, each time you've got a decision to make, which is going to help me grow, which is going to like you know not not serve me too well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, it's much easier to make those decisions when you know where you're going or you have an idea of where you're going. 
That's true. And just on that, mate, I don't miss the uh, the traffic uh, down going to the Gold Coast. I'd rather be up here where we don't have any uh, any of that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you certainly uh, you brought back some memories there driving through traffic and um, and uh, all the problems that that can um, that that can bring, mate. But um, it's been a really good chat, Lockie. I'd like people to reach out to you. What, what's the best way to uh, to to look up? Uh, the wonderful work you're doing and uh, website and, and social media stuff? Mate, just the, the man that can, project.com. It's got, um, it's got all the Instagram stuff, the, the programs and the podcast on there. Mm-hmm. Yep, so the man that can project, awesome. Lockie, we, we, could, uh, we could definitely talk a lot longer about this stuff, but um, I'm really mindful of your time and uh, I'm so grateful for you coming on and, and having a chat because... We've certainly got lots in common, and I'm sure that people listening to this will, will get a lot from this conversation. I think we'll definitely have another one uh, in the not-too-distant too future about a particular topic, which I think may be relevant to helping people out there that may be having some challenges or, or something that's actually helping them, or sorry, not helping them to, to move forward. So if we can provide some, some guidance and solutions on a particular matter, and I just uh, like uh, I'd encourage the listeners to, to come to me if there's anything that you'd like Lockie and I to talk about, uh, we can address that and uh, and um, hopefully give you some guidance and advice. So Lockie, really grateful for, uh, for you coming on, having a chat, mate, and, and really um, pleased to see the wonderful work that you're doing and, and you're doing such a, a great job of it and helping guys change their lives out there. Well, thanks for having me on, Aaron, and right back at you, mate. I know a lot of people probably don't realise the amount of work that goes into putting on a podcast and the men's circles and everything that you're doing, so I uh, appreciate all the, the work that you're doing as well. Guys, thank you very much for listening in. Lockie and I have uh, lots in common, and he's got uh, some great wisdom uh, and knowledge to share uh, with regards to what he's been able to do with his coaching business, The Man That Can Project. So if you're looking for a bit of guidance... Uh, to try and move forward or improve an aspect of your life, I really encourage you um, to, to reach out to him. So it's the man that can project.com. Uh, and if you'd like to reach out to me, uh, appreciate any feedback and so forth on this podcast and any others uh, as well. And any, uh, any particular topics that you'd like, Lockie and I, to discuss uh, in the future. So I'd really appreciate your, your feedback there. Support at backmind.com.au. Thanks for tuning in, guys. More great podcasts coming up soon. Really appreciate your support. Cheers.